This episode of Your Catholic Life is brought to you by Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners with Christ, iowacatholicradio.com, and everywhere you are on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Welcome in, everyone, to Your Catholic Life, a podcast for Catholics by Catholics, helping you grow in your faith. I'm John Leonetti, your host. Well, by now, you know I love the saints. I can't say it enough. So when I see a book or a study on their lives, I'm in. This one is no different. Susan Muto has written an awesome study, almost like a library of the saints and mystics of the church, helping us to see and be inspired by their lives through today's lens. You'll find familiar names of the saints and mystics in here, yes, but these insights will continue to bring us closer to the one they love so much, Jesus. Discussing her book, A Feast for Hungry Souls, my conversation with Susan Mita. Hi, Susan. Good morning. Well, thank you for coming on the show. I, I'm a big fan of, of the saints. I'm a big fan of, of reading about different mystics in the life of the church. You have 30 of them here. This is like a library. Well, it's the 30 top 10. You know, we know the top 10 songs, so why not know the top 10, 30 spiritual masters that are like radiant stars in our great Catholic tradition? I want to get to as many of them as possible um, and just go through it. You really give some substance to to the, the listeners here today. Of all of them, which ones would you say are the most relevant for today? Well, I'd like to suggest in the ancient category... St. Benedict of Nursia. Mm. After all, the rule of Benedict saved the West through the Dark Ages, but his main theme, which touches every heart of every listener, is how to integrate work and prayer, ora et labora. And I think we so need that today, because without that integration, you might get caught in sheer functionalism. So from the ancients, I love Benedict. In the medieval masters, and thinking of today's world, I want to go to the beautiful uh, Julian of Norwich. I was just going to ask you about her. Yeah, isn't she great? And, of course, her famous sentence, and all shall be well, and all manner of things shall be well. Julian teaches us, no matter how bad it is, and after all, she lived through the Black Plague. Mm. If we think the pandemic is bad, (laughs) try the Black Plague, and she really trusted in divine providence. So her teaching is hugely helpful. And then among the modern masters, I think I would just uh, put a star on Brother Lawrence of the Resurrection, the practice of the presence of God. I mean, whether we're in the kitchen or whether we're in a scientific laboratory, we can practice God's presence. God is among the pots and the pans, he would often say. God is among the pots and the pans, and Brother Lawrence was the cobbler of the community, and he found great joy in fixing sandals, and uh, indeed, uh, cooking for the brothers. One of my favorite books of all time. You also talk about the Desert Fathers, really going back to them, and you say that they can teach us how to hear God above the noise of everyday life. And I I tell you, we're all busy, even amidst this pandemic, there's a lot of noise that's going on out there, and we need to listen. In fact, many saints have said that listening to God, and the mystics understood this more than anyone, is uh, much, much better than just talking uh, at God. Uh, How do the Desert Fathers teach us this? Well, I think the Desert Fathers took to heart Psalm 4610, Be still and know that I am God. Indeed, we talk so much, our minds race so much, that we can hardly contain 
three minutes of inner silence and quietude. So the desert tradition reminds us of what Jesus himself did. Come away to a quiet place and be with me a while. So from the first four centuries of the undivided church, we have an enormously valuable uh, group of counsels and spiritual directives. In fact, I title that chapter, Quiet Your Head and Hear with Your Heart. Mm, yeah, I, I mean, it, the, listening to God is an art. I mean, it's something that you have to learn as well, because again, we're so used to just kind of talking and throwing things at God, you know, that I want this or this needs to be done. Or, Can you take care of this? But rather the saints, they all in the mystics, the, 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 the greats in the church, they just understood that the most important thing we can do is to sit at God's feet, to sit at that the, the foot of the cross and, and listen. And that's something, again, that, that has to be learned, Susan. It has to be learned, and one of the reasons why I wrote the book in this way is that I trace foundational themes. That Whether you're in the 4th century or the 20th century, there is no spiritual master, East or West, that has ever said the best way to access the mystery of God is to talk all the time. They all agree that you have to find some kind of stillness, even if it's only three or four minutes of the day, to just quiet calm, listen. Yes, you're so correct, John. It's one of the most foundational themes of spiritual deepening. Therese of Lisieux, you're not going to write a 384-page book that's six by nine without mentioning her with the greats and the mystics. No question about it. Just think of it. A 24-year-old, beautiful little Carmelite who died at the age of 24 of a hideous disease, and yet she found one of the most true pieces of advice will ever need the little way of spiritual childhood. To come to God, we don't have to do extraordinary feats. She says, simply live that little way, become that little child that allows yourself to be embraced by God and learn the way of love. So Therese even said that my whole vocation is to love. Um, In the midst of the church, I will be loved. So of course, we need the teaching of this woman, this very delicate, uh, physically ill woman who becomes a doctor of the church and writes one of the most famous autobiographies in print around the world, The Story of a Soul. You know, with the rise of stress and anxiety right now, especially, I I think you tie in Augustine of Hippo just perfectly to it. Well, you know, the restlessness uh, was very much triggered by me, me, I, my, I want this, I want that. Augustine wanted to be a famous academician, and nothing that he tried, not even an illicit affair, could fill the empty hole in his heart, which belongs only to God. So at that glorious moment of conversion, when he takes up and reads the passage in Scripture from Romans, put on the Lord Jesus Christ, suddenly he is literally flooded with light, and he knows that this uh, relationship with God is the only uh, relationship that can really fulfill his deepest longings. So he's a wonderful example of moving from a life that is completely self-centered through the um, pain and agony of disappointment, because this doesn't work. Late have I loved thee, God, so ancient and so new, to a genuine relationship of intimacy with the Father, with the Son, with the Holy Spirit. One of the truly great uh, doctors of the Church, perhaps the most um, 
the most oft quoted in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to read this book straight through. This is one of those that I put like on a uh, not not a shelf even, but put it on a coffee table right next to me. And uh, every time I go in the family room, pick it up and just start reading it. You know, in, in the different mystics and the saints that you have here, just an awesome read. Again, kind of a library for that coffee table to sit there uh, for years on end. I think people will find great benefit from it. Where can people find the book? Well, they can find the book by uh, simply calling me toll-free at 1-877-324-6873. We have a good supply here at our Epiphany Academy of Formative Spirituality. Again, 1-877-324-6873. And, of course, if they wish, they can order the book uh, directly from its publisher, AveMariaPress.com. And you can go to Divine Treasures. If they don't have it there, they'll order it for you. Susan Muto, thank you, Susan, for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Delightful to speak with you. God bless you and all the good you do. And you as well. That's Susan Muto, everyone. So there you have it, friends. I meant it when I said this is one of those coffee table books, a book you go back to over and over again. I have those books, and I found others see these books and are inspired by them as well. Some even borrow them, and sometimes I don't get them back. Big thanks to Susan Muto, my guest today. Friends, make sure to share this and other episodes of Your Catholic Life on Facebook and Twitter, reminding your friends to take part in the show. Visit yourcatholiclifepodcast.com as well. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm John Leonetti, signing off here on Your Catholic Life. Remember, the only way to happiness is by holiness. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today.